0: And welcome to another episode for the MMA Monday here on the Funkit Pod, the only MMA podcast in the world that is not sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> let's jump right back, right, not back, but let's jump right into what happened this past week in the world of MMA. Lots of events, so let's just start talking about it. And just finished um, over the weekend, we saw UFC, 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 UFC Vegas. Uh, happening again, another fight night, headlined by Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland, and that was disappointing. Boring, and ve- not boring, but I mean boring in terms of competitiveness, because Sean Strickland was just teeing off on Uriah Hall for five straight rounds. Uriah Hall didn't amount any offense. Like I mean, he threw a few overhand rights and, I guess, three le- three low kicks, um, but that was disappointing from a po- uriah hall point of view and a very good example why the guy that has the nickname prime time usually is not seen in prime time meaning the main events he has all the potential in the world but never puts it together like we've seen such performances quite a lot uh, by uriah hall over the past and he's been like the next big thing ever since he jumped into the scene. Um, all the potential in the world, as I just said, but it's never able to actually put it all together. And man, that sucks. And just imagine if you're Chris White and you're like, man, look at this. This guy doesn't even do anything. Oh man, my, my leg snapped. What the hell? Um, so yeah, Sean Strickland was... So it was basically like a boxing sparring match, like a hard sparring for, hard, like Sean Strickland sparred hard. Like lots of one-twos um, by Sean Strickland, but then also like three, four combinations, which was nice. like he, boxing combinations, um, a little bit of wrestling against the cage in between. And he took Hall down twice or so. I forgot, like not that many times, but he took, took Hall down and worked on the ground as well. Um a few kicks in between but mostly all boxing and uh, he was just teeing off on him like just like jab jab punch jab jab cross jab like very basic but um yeah it was enough and yeah he was walking down the whole five rounds Strickland was moving forward Hall was moving backwards and it was just like I mean you could even hear like in the in the breaks between the rounds that the that Uriah Hall's coach was like losing hope and didn't know what else he can say to his his, uh, fighter eh? because he was like man you really go through it and if it kicks you in the balls or whatnot you have to go now and Uriah Hall just didn't do anything and yes uh, Sean Strickland kicked him in the balls like I think third or fourth round not sure Um, but Uriah Hall was able to walk it off so um, good on him for, for walking it off here but anything everything else was just all Sean Strickland and it was disappointing um uh, what well, was not disappointing it was the core main event um cheyenne right boys, boys boys defeated gloria De Paula and like at one minute flat and flat she was like <laughs> it was a nasty kick by by boys 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 cheyenne um yeah, crazy. Uh, congratulations. I arrived in the UFC. Well done. Congratulations. Nasty, nasty, nasty uh, kick. And then followed up with a ground and pound because the ref didn't stop it. And she, <laughs> she walked off, actually, and then the ref didn't stop it. So she's like, okay, went down, a few more punches, but then, then the ref stopped it. So, okay, all good. Um, yeah. The rest of the card, I mean, it was not bad. It was just not exciting from a name value point of view. But, like, Jared Gunn versus Niklas Stoltz, Unfortunately, first-round TKO for, for Gooden. Not that I don't like Gooden, but Niklas Stolze. Um, it would be like a, there would have been a German that does well in the UFC, which would have been nice, but uh, didn't do well. Um, we had Melsik bagdazarian versus Colin Anglin. Um, another TKO. So TKO's everywhere. Here TKO, there TKO. And we had Jason Witt. Not in a TKO, but defeating Brian Barberena versus majority decision. Um... 28 28 29 27 29 28 i mean that was a close fight it was like big back and forth and, and stuff um it was fun to watch um firefight uh, let me know how you scored it um definitely not, not that easy but then again not surprised that uh the judges gave it to jason would i believe okay let's talk about the the elephant in the room, the one weekend in the year, maybe, where UFC is not actually the main show, but definitely Bellator was the main show this weekend, right? Bellator 263, and yeah, let's just jump right into it. AJ McKee versus Patricio Pitbull Frere, Patricio Pitbull. And I called it, oh, I did not call it. I I wasn't sure if AJ McKee is all that, because... Um, I mean, he ran through his competition, uh, but you weren't sure, like, how good was the competition, and, like, if, if someone has lots of hype, then the comp- competition usually is, like, okay, I'm going to show him, and then they, they overreach, or they, they, they run in, and then they get, get caught or something like this, so um, I, I thought, like, maybe Patricia Pitpole has, like, the, the experience to stay away from McKee in the beginning, and, like... Like, drag him into the later rounds, like championship rounds. McKee never been in there, and so on. All the things, same thing like in the pre show, like Josh Thompson and stuff. Um, <laughs> that I forgot that lady that was on, on on like on the desk. Um, she's like, So, when we look at the stats, um, HM McKee was only in there for 17 minutes during the whole Grand Prix, while Pitbull spent like 35 minutes in there. So, could we say that HM McKee was more dominant? Josh Thompson turns to her, No karen i don't know her name sorry i forgot it no karen we cannot say that like really like dismissive and then we see the main event and it's like actually karen was right josh karen was right (laughs) um so but they also said like uh we don't know about like his potential in in the championship rounds and so on blah blah experience yeah, AJ McKee was like, F that. <laughs> Storms forward towards Pitbull, lands a high kick uh, that rattles Pitbull, punches him that rattles him even more, and then goes for a standing guillotine <laughs> and chokes him out cold standing. Um, didn't tap, like just went out cold. I read one tweet that said it was an early stoppage because he didn't tap. Everybody else on Twitter and, and so on was just praising AJ McKee for this, this crazy finish. AJ McKee, the humble winner that he is. <laughs> He's like, I'm the best 145 in the world. And next up is the 155 title. And I'm going to take this 1 million that I just won and bet it against everybody in the world. UFC won, PFL, everybody can get it. Let's let's unite all the belts and I'm the best in the world. So they're very humble, which makes it so easy to root for him. And I thought Pitbull was a champ that I don't like. <laughs> now that Pitbull always said like he's... Mike Chandler's daddy, because he beat Chandler in Bellator, and now that H M A McKee beats Spitball, so is H M A McKee then Mike Chandler's granddaddy? <laughs> um, I'm joking. But yeah, so, I mean, great performance by McKee. So he's all that, apparently. But, yeah. I mean, people got overwhelmed there, which is so, like, oh, that just can happen, but... Yeah, I'm just not a fan of like this this attitude, that McKee attitude, but uh, if he p- backs it up, I mean, congratulations, well done. Congrats, champ, uh, superstar here in the making for Bellator, and they definitely need another superstar there, because they don't have any so far. Um, what else was interesting? We had... Mats Burnell versus Emmanuel Sanchez, which was okay, decision victory for Mats Burnell. We had Usman Nomagomedov versus Menimuro, um, TKO, round one, strikes, um, so congratulations to Usman. And we had, there was a weird decision, Isla Mamedov versus Brent Primus, the former Bellator champ. And Isla Mamedov got it a split decision, 29 28 twice, 28 29 once. And I mean yeah he was he was more on top but he didn't do much like he i think he was also surprised like from his facial expressions that he got the win he's like okay i take it like after the fight but i think i would have given it to primus cuz primus was on the back but he was way more active Going for a stupid submission att- attempts at attempt, time, but at least he went for something while Mamedov didn't really try much. So I was a bit surprised. I mean, it's not a robbery, but a bit surprised that that, that uh, Mamedov would take this in a decision and not Primus, because Primus just looked more active to me. Okay. We also had one championship happening again, again this weekend. And here we saw also like a few good fights, actually. Um, one of them... Being the second fight of the prodigy, Victoria Lee, the younger sister of champions, Angela and Christian Lee, uh, also fighting in one championship. Um, Victoria Lee, 17 years old, second fight, first one she won, easy, second fight, she won also very easy against uh, Wang Lu Ping. Victoria Lee was like uh, eight, nine centimeters taller, I believe, Um, and she just went like Typical Lee style, if you ever watched any of the Lee's fight, like similar style, just rush forward, grab hold of your opponent, throw him to the ground and then to jitsu the shit out of them. <laughs> so same here with Victoria Lee. I have to say, she, for like a few seconds, she moved to um, like ground and pound. That doesn't look, I mean, she's 17, so that doesn't look that, that all powerful. So uh, there needs to be work done. Obviously, they know it. But her jiu-jitsu, of course, ground game, great. And she then also got the submission victory in the first round. So congratulations, Victoria Lee, nicknamed the prodigy. And, um, yeah, well, she's showing that here. So let. I hope they build her up slowly. Um, she's going to be really good. And, of course, like within this family. Uh, so, yeah, well done, uh, Victoria Lee. Congratulations. Then we saw the debut of the new Filipino superstar, Jeremy Pacatiao, Pacatiu, Pacatiu, I think, versus Chen Rui from China. Um, Chen Rui from China didn't do much. Um, he was just like, like more like a stationary target, like just moving straight forward and getting hit in the face. And Jeremy Pacatiu, a bit of a style like, um, like MVP, Michael Van and Page, like a little bit like, like the side stanza and then like lots of movements and like, yeah, yeah, I'm so cool. But to be honest, I mean, yeah, so the first two rounds were clear for Pakatiu, but then maybe like, I'm so cool, I'm so flashy, took his toll because in the last round, he couldn't put Rui away. So then, then then, Chen Rui was just moving forward. He was just like, okay, whatever, you hit me, it hurts, but whatever. was moving forward and was actually landing pan- punches on Pakatiu. And I'm not kidding, if that last third round would have lasted like two minutes more, if it was for the fourth or fifth round, I think Packer Chiu would have been in trouble because the last 30 seconds of the third round, uh, Rui was landing on him. Like, he was just throwing kind of, like, reckless, but he was landing. So I am not impressed by Packer 2. Yes, he can kick my ass, of course, but um, for all the hype and the commentary, was like, oh, my God, he's so good. He's so unique. Yeah, that was just showing off and against maybe, like, a more veteran or, like, a, a faster opponent that does not fly. So, hmm. Not I, I didn't like that that much. Um, but maybe it was also like the cheaters in his first fight for one championship. So let's see what happens next. The Philippines definitely need like a new superstar in the making since the last one's like fading away slowly. I we mean, then saw also like the the, the comeback of Rito Fogart um, versus Lin He, Lin he Jin um, from China. And Rito Fogart, of course, did what, what Rico Fogart does, take her down, ground and maul her, ground and pound her, um, then her gin was somehow hanging in there for three rounds, like every round the same thing. Rito Fogart managed to take her down and then just like wrestle her and pound on her. Um, so I thought Rito Fogart would lose this one because it went to decision. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Uh, she, she took this, lo- this clearly, this this victory. This, uh, this so, congratulations. Um, the main part of the card, and so um, Ryoto Savada versus Gustavo Ballard. Gustavo Ballard is a rather small fella from Cuba who's just moving forward all the time and kicks his opponents in the groin until they can't fight anymore. <laughs> He had three groin strikes in this in this fight. Three groin strikes, all accidental, like not on purpose. That's what he said. Um, but I mean, three groin strikes in a, one fight by the same person. And the same thing happened last time I saw him fighting, too. So I don't think that's accidental anymore. I think that's that's that's, that's, that's a tactic. Besides that, however, he was clearly the better, the better fighter. Took uh, took Savada down all the time, kept him there. If he wasn't down, he was pressing against the fence, like holding him, uh, or waist lock, and then just knees to the side the whole time to the groin, but also to the side, and again. Uh, so Gustavo Ballard clearly got this one, so congratulations. But those groin kicks... That's a thing in one championship that happens surprisingly often compared to Bellator or UFC. Ground strikes happen there all the time. I, I, I don't know like if it's just like the quality of the fighters. Uh, but three times in this fight from the same person. Like crazy. I think four times for this fight cut overall in an, in another fight as well. But in this one fight, three times. So what the hell. Co-main event, Ongla and Sang bounces back against Leandro Ataides after losing twice to the Ritter both of his championships. Um, Ongla and Sang just fought the way we knew Ong Lang Sang would fight or can fight. He didn't show us against the Ritter, because I, also like the, the Ritter is just so tall. So there's just way more respect, I guess, from Ong Lang Sang. Leandro Adairis, um very strong, but like a bit like more bulky than, than the Ritter. So Ong Lang Sang was just moving forward like effort. I'm angry, I'm mad. Everyone is saying like, I'm done. I'm gonna show the world I am not done. And he just moved forward and was walking Ataides down. Ataides took him down for a second. Uh, Ong Lan Sang got back up and then was just unleashing punches on Leandro Etayides and was knocking him out. First round knockout. Uh, Ong Lan Sang still here. Nice. Afterwards, he used his time on the mic to also shout out to Myanmar saying, hey, what's happening in Myanmar? Pray for Myanmar. Look at how bad things are there right now. So um, good on him for using his time on the mic to also shine a light on what's happening in Myanmar. Hashtag what's happening in Myanmar. Check it out. So well well done, Ong Lan Sang. I'm happy uh, with that. Congratulations. Uh, Main event time. Muay Thai World Championship um, uh, strawweight. Sam Egg, Gayang Hadao, the Muay Thai and kickboxing champion for one championship versus Prachan Thai out of PK, Sanchai Muay Thai gym. Uh, They they compare him actually to Sanchai. If you know Muay Thai, you know Sanchai is and what I said earlier, like in my prediction, I said, like the only one that can beat uh, some air is Father Time. And it looks like Father Time is catching up with some air. So Prachantai put it on some air in the first three rounds, no doubt about it. Um, Prachantai was faster, was landing more, just moving forward the whole time. Um, but then in, in, in rounds four and five, championship rounds, as always, some air is like, okay. I'm the champ, let me show you. And then he was he was moving forward, he was catching kicks, he was sweeping um some air likes to do, likes likes to work with sweeps, he was stamping him. So um, he came up strong against some air, but it was enough to make up for the first three rounds that he clearly lost. He got knocked down in the first round, so that, that makes it a 10-8 round. Um, so he wasn't able to then compensate for that. But some air it's not like it's not like he got like super dominated. Like the last two rounds were definitely some air rounds. And another round or so, then I think Sam A probably could have pulled it off. But um, the game plan for Prachan-Chai worked out in this case. So congratulations to the new champ, Prachan-Chai. I don't think Same A is done yet, but now it depends how, how motivated is he. Does he want to come back? Is he motivated enough to put in the work again to be a challenger one more time? Or is he like, it was a great run, but now I'm done? Um, yeah, so congratulations to the new champ. should be the exciting matches. On the horizon for uh, Prachan Chai PK Senchai gym out of Thailand bringing the belt back to Thailand congratulations. Alright that's enough with the review now let's look at what happens this coming weekend this coming weekend pay-per-view time UFC 265 Derrick Lewis versus Cyril Ghan That's also the main event of course and I just cannot pick against Derrick Lewis because I'm a Derrick Lewis fan because my balls was hot I think Ghan is a terrible matchup for, for Derrick Lewis um, so if I would pick with my brain, I would go for Garn because I just think Gan does what Gan does, which is standing on the outside, picking him apart, not doing anything stupid, not taking any unnecessary risks, waiting for Lewis to come and throw and then just teeing him, teeing off on him, moving, stick and move. Basically, that's what I think Garn is going to try. And Lewis is going to wait to land like his one shot. But maybe that's not going to happen because Ghan is just too fast and too flexible. My heart says Black Beast, of course. <laughs> and so I'm hoping Derek Lewis, I'm not surprised if Ghan takes this because Ghan is like just really smart, good fighter. But of course, hoping for Derek Lewis and, and, and another uh, remarkable press conference afterwards or interview afterwards with Joe. Um, Coming event um, because. Amanda Nunes is out with COVID. hope she gets well sooner. Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. That should be fun. Um, of course, again, hard to bet against Jose Aldo. Um, one last run, Jose. Come on, let's do it. One last run, all for Jose Aldo. Very interesting fight, in my opinion. is also Michael Chiesa um, versus Vicente Luque. This is like a, who's next in line for a potential title shot or for a po- title challenge, maybe, um, for a num- number one contender shot. Um this could be interesting. I think Michael Chiesa looked just so good. Um I mean Vincent De Luca also looked really good, except with in his fight with Wonderboy. Um I go for my, with Michael Chiesa. Cause I think he's like his IQ is also very high, like his fight IQ, like he can adjust adapt to basically every situation. And once he once he gets you down, then I think it's hard to get back up and i think yeah michael kiesa takes this one um should be an interesting fight though because two different fighting styles should be rather interesting um there, there are no other events one is off bellators of pfl is still off for a week bkfc is also still off um that's it with the preview but there's one more thing that i want to talk about because um the world mma awards the nominees have been announced and they have uh, 27 different categories on there. Uh, I'm going to make it r- rather fast with just the categories that I think are interesting. So, Charles Mask Lewis, Male Fighter of the Year. Uh, nominees are Kamaru Usman, Brandon Moreno, Jaroslav Amosov, who? Um, Charles Oliveira and Jan Blachowicz. Um, I think, I'm sorry that, no, for not being a fan of Jaroslav Amosov just yet. He's in many categories, so apparently we should check him out. Um, Charles Oliveira, yeah, cool story. Jan Blachowicz beating Easy Adesanya, cool story, but... Kamaru Usman has been the most dominant and Brandon Moreno with the insane comeback. Um, So I think Kamaru Usman has to take this one. Uh, Female fighter of the year, Mackenzie Dern. Yeah, (laughs) Kyla Harrison, Argentina Chef Django, Rosna Mahunes and Manon Firo. Um, Kyla Harrison is the most dominant probably, uh, but she's not in the UFC. So that's a big problem here for getting the credit. So I think when when we look at who's in the UFC, because uh, they're fighting the higher quality Opponents, it needs to be Valentina Shevchenko. Rose just came back, which is cool, but just came back. So I think it should be Valentina Shevchenko. She's the only champ in there, uh, besides Rose, of course, um, but has fought more. Okay, Breakthrough fighter of the year, Kamsa Chimaev, who? Uh, Shiri Prohaska, uh, Brent Moreno, Yaroslav Amosov, Kevin Holland. Needs to be Brent Moreno, right? I mean, from not knowing much about him, to, like, having this crazy fight and then now being a champion. Brent Moreno all day long. Vamos! International Fighter of the Year, because we're not racist uh, in MMA. Vadim Nemkov, Israel Adesanya, Yaroslav Amosov, Robert Whittaker, Jan Blachowicz. Uh, needs to be a champ. Amosov, Adesanya, uh, Nemkov... So, I think it's still gonna be easy, I, I guess. Fight of the year, Paul Semtex Daily was a Sabahumasi, Edson Barbosa was Shane Burgos, Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno, or Jirgi Proasca was Dominic Dominic Reyes, or Santiago Bonsinipe was a Miguel Baeza. Um, well, most memorable, probably Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno won, I guess, right? Yeah, was a draw. But let's do this one. KO of the year, Turkey Buckley versus Imbak Yes, let's just move on. Uh, other nominees, Kamaru Usman, Kormas Medall, Sandhagen Edgar, also very good. Burgos, Barbosa, did a, this delayed punch. Uh, Kaido versus Ascom uh, at, at KSW 55. But I think just from the video character style, Buckley, Kasang and I, one more time, and then we get rid of this forever because everyone's been talking about it, anyways. Submission of the year AJ McKee versus Darren Caldwell. That was, that, oh, her. Paul Craig, Tamal Oh, God. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was brutal. Jimmy Flick versus Cody, Cody Durden. Anthony Hernandez, Rodolfo v- Vieira. That, I mean, that was cool that he submitted Vieira, but it was like, Guillotine. know, versus Justin Gaethje triangle. I think I would go for Paul. Crack versus Jamal Hill because that was so nasty. Um, comeback of the year Paul Daly versus Saba Omasi Tan Lee versus Martin Nguyen. Hey, from one nice uh, Sean Strickland career, Rose Namashunas career comeback. Mm, hard to say on oh, Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler he was out and then he got he became champion yeah I'm probably going for Olivero just because it's the story the champion story and the champ should win something Uh, upset of the year Adriano Moraes with Dimitrius Johnson yes let's move on Uh, other nominees Chaina Dobson with Maria Agapova Clay Collard with Anthony Pettis okay that also Anthony (laughs) Pettis Okray Yoon, Okray Yoon versus Eddie Ivers, Maybe that's even more surprising, right? Okra Yoon versus Eddie Ivers, that was like also crazy. Or Anthony Hernandez versus Rodolfo Vieira, yeah, but not not as crazy, I think. And Sean Tompkins, uh, okay, Sean Tompkins, Coach of the Year. Who's the best coach? Aaron <laughs> I mean, Nixick, Henry Hooft, Mike Brown, Trevor Whitman, Jason Perillo, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they all have winners, so I always go for Charles Whitman just because I like his his weird style the most. Trainer of the Year, nah. Um, Team of the Year, Gym of the Year, ATT, CKB, Elevation, RVCA, Sanford. I know they... uh, that's just like pick whatever right i mean sanford sims have lots of good people there right now CKP always <laughs> referee of the year what the hell um ring card girl of the year that's my favorite i don't know any one of them but uh ariana ariani ariana celeste luciana andrade brooklyn wren Brittany palmer casey Motlock, casey uh, i don't know but it's definitely my my favorite my favorite category um leading man of the year the dana white at Suarez, moment Said. uh then sign then sign. White Scott Coker. Where's chatri Sidmon Young? Where's Chatri? Um, gonna be Dana again, of course. Best promotion of the year. Bellator LFA, Brave Combat Federation, UAE Warriors, UFC. No one? What's happening? Um, personality of the Year, John Anik, Daniel Cormier, Terry Rogan, Laura Sanko, all day, on, and Laura Sanko, that preview show, she's roasting DC and owning him all the time, Laura Sanko for the win, of course. Analyst of the Year, Robin Black, Bing, ah, Michael Bisping, ah, Paul Felder, Dan Hardy, John McCarthy, <laughs> um, I would think... Paul Felder or Dan Hardy. I would, I would say um, Paul Felder on the air, of course, but Dan Hardy's breakdowns are really good, I think. It would be cool if Dan Hardy gets it just like, in the face UFC. Uh, Dan Hardy. Best MMA programming, morning combat, Dana White's contender series, DC and Helvani, JRE MMA show, UFC embedded. Uh, duh. <laughs> None? JRE, maybe? Maybe. And morning combat is just too cheesy at times. Like, I just don't like it. Um, and they're also always promoting their own stuff all the time. They know it's contender series, you know, DC and Halvani was fun for a while, but it's gone now. And the new DC and RC is just terrible. I mean, JRE has been around forever, but it's at least <laughs> insights, I guess. And embedded is definitely the best from a production point standpoint. Uh, you yeah, see embedded again. <laughs> Media source of the year, the MAG Life, BT Sport, ESPN, MMA, MMA Fighting, MMA Junkie. <laughs> BT Sport, BT Sport is, is, is really good right now. Um, BT Sport, of course. Journalist of the year, John Morgan, Shaheen Al-Shadi, Brett Okamoto, Ariel Oscar Willis, um, Brett Okamoto. There you go. Uh, Fighting Spirit of the year, Khabib, um, because he didn't break Justin Gaethje. Um from armbar to triangle. Terence McKinney recovering from overcoming drug addiction and near death to UFC call-up and winning a debut. Brent Moreno from being cut and becoming a champion. Dustin Poirier, his charity stuff, and uh, killing Colin McGregor twice. Uh, or Dana White making it all happen during COVID. I don't know. That's, that's a weird one. Um, Dustin Poirier. There you go. <laughs> Right, well, some weird, some weird uh, awards in there. Um, let me know what you think uh, with all those awards. Who are your favorites? What do you think is totally unnecessary? Which awards do you think are missing? There should be some awards like you. Do you remember VH1 when VH1 did like awards? I love your song, but it was played too damn much. Like awards like this. I like you, but your walkout best walkout song would be a cool one, or best shoey or something or best best fight celebration stuff like more fun stuff that's that's like really boring anyways that, that's it for this week let me know what you think let me know who you want to win let me know your picks for ufc 265 black beast um that's it until then uh see you uh don't f- wait don't go don't forget to like share subscribe this podcast review this podcast on apple podcast it really helps to get found so i appreciate that um like share subscribe here on youtube or wherever you're listening and watching this Very much appreciated. And now I'm done. Now you can go. I'll see you again next week. Uh, Stay safe. Take care. See you soon. Sorry, Cap.